When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Waiting on the Bonus Points. Uh, as ever in the studio with me is the gut man Jack Ball. Good afternoon. And uh, this week it's a bit, a bit of a croaky version of the Statman David Monday because uh, I was ill last week and I still haven't really shaken it off yet and I kind of sound like I used to sound after kind of like nights out at uni but this is literally just because I've been coughing for about a week oh Oh, yeah and and the thing is today's been one of those days in the office where all I've actually done is talk because I was on the Argyle podcast this morning then I was on TalkSport Radio over lunch to talk about some crazy non-league game down here in Plymouth so I've been all day waiting for I can just chill my chill my voice down but no, here we we've go. All, we've, Another podcast. We've all been waiting on the sports desk as well, but uh, it's not happened just yet. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot to silence me. <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, a lot's happened since we last um, recorded an episode, not least the fact that um, I played my wildcard for Game Week 32. Uh, obviously, Jack, you didn't because you didn't have one. Um, but some great things to talk about you this week. I think we should definitely, and we'll come on to my wildcard in a minute, but you made two transfers ahead of Game Week 32, which baffled me a bit. Minus four. But hey, man, they paid off, didn't they? They paid off, yeah. Very rare do I take a gamble when it pays off. I bought in, um, I needed a new, another keeper. I had Elliot, who was, who was injured, and I had Pickford, who's had got some very tough fixtures coming up. Obviously, I had Man City at the weekend, and they got Liverpool next, so I didn't want him for those two fixtures, so I had to bring in a keeper. Um, and also, I had Harry Kane, and I thought he was going to be out for a bit longer than what he ended up being out for, which we'll <laughs> talk about in a bit. So, the situation I was going into was I needed to get rid of Kane and bring in a keeper. So... The three choices I was going between were Lukaku, an obvious choice, Aubameyang. Another obvious choice. No, so I've pronounced it incorrectly. Correct. Another obvious choice, and Morata, who Whoa. is a typical, not, you know, a differential sign. Yeah, absolutely. I make. And I went for Morata. Of course you did. I mean, it's, it's so jack. When you told me, I was like, that is so jack. And I told you in advance of, uh, yeah, you did, in yeah. advance of the game week, um, and you were like, the first thing you said to me is, Please not tell Baron. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait. No. I couldn't wait. I was like, that is just the, the most, it's the jackest transfer ever. But again, but it paid off. But again, I will go back to the point that I've made many times on this podcast, and which is if I hadn't started so badly and I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have got players that everyone else has, but there really is no point in me doing that. So I'm, I'm not doing that. And hopefully next season, I start off better. And what? I don't find myself is it not worth thinking about the fact that it was signing players for, for this reason? At the beginning of the season, too often, and that no, put you I in think, the problem. Well, I can't remember my exact first team, and I can look at it in a bit while you talk about your wild card. But I had, I had players like Milivojevic in there, so actually, this season mm-hmm. not done badly. So I'll be interested to know. We we'll have to try and work out if we kept our starting team for one podcast. Maybe was a bit quieted down. I don't know how many we're going to be without that. Uh, there is there is a website that can tell you how many points you would have if the team you picked for game week one. Well, no, no, it has get as in if your captain from game week oh, one if that okay. stayed, how many overall points you'd have now? So that would be interesting, wouldn't yeah. it? So we'll have to do that at some point. But yes, yeah, so, so going back to the point, I bought, bought Murata, 
too much potential ridicule. Well, when you say potential ridicule, like there was ridicule, there was quantifiable ridicule. Which, so to be fair, backfired. It's not so bad now because uh, there's, uh, there's only David here. I don't want to hear from David. <laughs> no, believe me, I just don't go on the, the chat. So that's a bit easier. No, but in all seriousness, and know, it helps when he scores. It was um, it was a risk, and normally my risks don't pay off because the obvious choices are the obvious choices for a reason. <laughs> um, but I went from Rata, and when he scored, I was, took great delight in. I was, I was on my way. What day was this? No, it was Sunday. Sunday. As, as everyone can appreciate, it's the back this weekend, everyone, no one knows what day was, what, what was <laughs> happening. But I was driving up to Scunthorpe for my job covering Plymouth Argyle, and my colleague Chris Arrington. Luckily, I was in the passenger seat because God knows what happened to the car. I was in the, uh, <laughs> in, the in the driver's seat when um, when it went in. But when we were listening to the game on the radio, it was now all I had was. And Maurice comes to claim the ball. No, he misses him. Morata goal. That's all I had, That's all I remember hearing. I, I, I didn't know quite know what to do. And I, I quickly opened my phone, typed in Morata, and that, and that was that. into the group chat. They, and every time they mentioned his name, I was hopeful, but you know, he didn't get anything else. But six points. I'm happy with that. I brought him in mainly for the fixtures to come. They've got two doubles, haven't they? So not expecting to get much against Spurs. So that's an added bonus for me. That's true. And Dubravka was the goalkeeper I brought in for Newcastle, and he so, got me six points as well. So twelve points. Took a four point hit, eight points from two new players. But that's nice though, because I mean, the amount of times I've taken loads of four point hits this year, normally, if my team does well in spite of the four point hits, because of the people already there, it's very rare that both players, especially one being a goalie as well, because actually, you know, generally speaking, they say it's quite risky to take a four point hit for a defensive player. But I mean, that Newcastle Huddersfield game was a bit of a. There was less risk of him was injured, he wasn't going to play, he was never going to get any points, and came and got me one. Yeah. So I've gone from one to having eight with a four point hit included. So. so I mean that's not bad. I mean and, and again I mean they're decent for the the running. I mean Newcastle do have a double to come in thirty seven. We think it'll be thirty seven. And then obviously Morata's got two doubles. So you know you never know. It could be an inspired signing. And you were quite right with what you said in our group chat. Is I because I don't have any chips, I have to try and think about what I can do to counteract that with the, the free transfers. And I have to take a four point hit every now and again. Yeah. Then Possibly weekly. Yeah, but I'm quite happy with my team. I mentioned to you beforehand, again, I apologise if we come on to this in a bit, but I don't think we are planning to come on to this. It's for the first time in a very, 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 very long time, I've got every single player on my team and on my bench playing, <laughs> which, is, which, again, going into the next few weeks could prove a differential between you and possibly someone else. No matter where you are in your leagues, you're competing with, because you don't have to be top necessarily. You're still no. really competing with certain people in certain leagues, so that's a big bonus as well. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of my team, um, yeah, I played the World Cup for Game Week 32, which... Um, a lot of people listening to this probably went through a lot of stress with their wealth. I know a lot of people in the FBL community, I know like every day it was new drafts. And um, what I, I, because I, that was when I was ill, was over the international period, I was ill for quite a while. And I, just as a side note, I didn't used to get ill and now I have kids and I get ill all the time. And when I do get ill, it's, I'm ill for longer. Like, I'm still not better yet. I'm still, like as you can hear. So yeah, I didn't really have too much chance to think about it, which actually worked out quite nicely because... What all I did was I just spent the international break just tracking price changes, and I didn't start thinking about who would be in my team until like Thursday, Friday, um, and I just let my team just soak up some money. And they always say that you shouldn't expect to make actual hard profit over the international break because obviously players need two price rises in order to do that, um, which generally I would normally stand by. But I was quite happy because I managed to make some profit out of Firmino, which I think a lot of people did because he'd risen for me. Uh, Previously to 32, so that, uh, previously to 31, so that when he rose after it, that was profit for me. And I wasn't going to keep him because he hasn't got any doubles coming up. So I got some profit out of Firmino, which is nice. And then obviously a lot of us have got Lukaku and Aubameyang, who I went for. And should I choose to move them on, I've already, I already had profit in them before the, the week started, which was nice. Um, 
I mean, I, I had a, I was fairly settled on who I wanted to be in my midfield. So, I mean, my midfield was uh, Son, Willian, Salah and Mahrez, which actually didn't pay off massively. I mean, Son got that assist uh, in inverted commas, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and yes, then, we <laughs> yes, we definitely will. Um, Lewis Cook was my enabler just because I know he's going to play, you know, plays a lot for Bournemouth. Um, in defence, De Gea was always going to be my goalkeeper. I knew I was going to get rid of Pope because... Um, you know, Burnley got some nice fixtures, but it sounds like Tom Heaton every single week is, is closer and closer. And if you're playing your wildcard, planning for an eight-week spell, you know, someone with that kind of selection doubt, you just got to get rid of. So my goalies with De Gea and Matt Ryan, because obviously Brighton have got two doubles. Um, in defence, I went for Smalling. I went for Lowton, because I, I would I wanted to keep hold of some Burnley assets. Went for Wes Morgan. Again, Leicester got two doubles. And I went for Charlotte. So they were just my cheapos. And then I had Monreal. Uh, because I should just say that my plan with the wildcard period was, I mean, again, I'm like you, Jack, I didn't want to have Kane because it looked like he wasn't going to be back. And then, of course, after the deadline, it looks like he might be in the squad and he's probably going to play game week 33. But my idea was um, that I would have Aubameyang and Monreal. They would be the only two players in the whole squad, apart from Salah, who for game week 32 were in my squad, who weren't doubles for 34. Because I want to, you know, when you play in your wildcard ahead of those doubles, you want to chock it full of... People who are going to play double fixtures. and but, but Arsenal's fixtures are so good. Stoke at home, Southampton at home. So the deal was Monreal and Aubameyang going to be in for the next two weeks. No transfer for 33. And then I had 1.1 left in the bank. So theoretically for 34, I could get rid of Monreal for a cheapo and move Aubameyang to Kane. Obviously, I may do something different now and we are going to talk about Kane later. But my biggest, what I wasn't sure about was my third striker. And it was I was torn between, uh, I was torn between Jamie Vardy Ashley Barnes and Glenn Murray. To be fair, it's got to be said that when we spoke about this a lot on this podcast, <coughs> excuse me, is that the third choice striker has been probably yeah. the hardest it's ever been. It's been a nightmare. It really has been incredibly difficult. Yeah, and I thought I pick, I thought I finally found myself the right third striker, and um, but it's just so frustrating that they were the three. You know, Vardy, who actually I kind of discounted f- fairly early on. He was in my team for most of the wild card. Uh, international break just because he was looking like he might rise in price and then he was there for a bit because obviously Leicester with some nice fixtures in the end I thought Mahrez and Vardy's a bit overkill yeah, on Leicester yeah didn't actually name the stats he doesn't do particularly well against his lower down team exactly so an appealing run for Vardy didn't really jump out to me because I, I have had I've obviously had, had him before and he'd let me down um, so I, I didn't go with him he scored in game week 32 Ashley Barnes was actually in my team on the Saturday morning of the deadline Mainly for the rise, but also because I thought, no, nah, he's a decent shout. Three goals in three games, and they do have one double. So in the but in the end, what, but obviously I didn't go with him. He scored in game week thirty-two. Well, what point out? I, I just just briefly to interrupt. I spoke to Ashley Barnes, didn't I? If you yes, you did, him, yeah. And sadly, he revealed he doesn't play FPL. I was him, really gutted so by that. that. That's a bit sad because I was going to ask him who was in his team and whatnot. Yeah. But sadly, he doesn't play FPL. But no, very with, sad. With a goal like he scored on Saturday, he would oh. definitely put himself. And that's the actually. thing. Like I'm, I'm so gutted that I didn't go with him because. I mean, you know what it's like when you. I mean, like with Morata, it's so good when they score a goal. But when your player scores a goal like that, oh, like the scenes, the absolute scenes in your living room when that. Especially happens. when it's a third choice. Yeah, exactly. Because five point four, he is. I mean, that would have been incredible. But yeah, in the end, the reason why I went with Murray over him was because um, I'm a bit frustrated that I played the World Cup when I did because I was expecting thirty four to have more fixtures in it than thirty seven. So it was a case of chock full now. Bench boost thirty four. So do you regret that now? A little bit. But I think I've still I'm happy I've made the right decision because actually so many of the players I now have have rose over that period that I don't think I'd be able to get them all in now and I definitely still want them. But it's frustrating because um in the end it turned out that some of the fixtures weren't as nice as I'd 
as I'd won. So, uh, in to make sure that I'm not at a loss and at a disadvantage in 37, it, it, I just had to make sure that my team had as many people with double doubles. So in the end, Murray, Murray won out over Barnes because Barnes had one double game week in 34, whereas Murray will, will have 34 and 37. Suppose, and then, of course, he missed the penalty. I, I suppose what you've got to remember, though, is it may not pay off this week, but if you're playing a long game, yeah. that's when you've got that's to what over, I, isn't it? That's what I'm trying to tell myself. So, while it is really frustrating that, you know, like I said, three potential third choice strikers Vardy didn't go with him he scored this week Barnes didn't go with him he scored this week Murray I did go with him Mr. Penalty got me zero points it's, it's just, Murray does have that penalty appeal over the likes of Barnes and, yeah. and this is no disrespect to Ashley Barnes and the reason I spoke to him is because he's a former Premier Argyle player yeah, and yeah. links into the job I do here but it's, he, he's, I don't think this one's going to carry on he, he scored in four successive Premier League games he's never done that before yeah, Exactly. not many strikers carry on runs like this so you know, you, you wouldn't be alone in thinking no. Murray over Barnes if people were given well, those options. That's, that's actually the saving grace. It's actually a lot of people have Murray. I mean, you've got Glenn Murray as well, haven't you? So we both felt the pain of that penalty miss. I mean, thankfully, I mean, just other areas, I obviously I had Aubameyang, so that was great. Lukaku See, got me a goal as well. Why can't he go the other way around? Why can't he miss the penalty and Murray score? Yeah, that would well. make me happier. I mean, of course, I mean, we should just mention it. It doesn't annoy me too much. I'm happy to take the two goals out of Aubameyang. There was a lot of people who were really frustrated on Sunday afternoon that Aubameyang had the brace. They get given a third penalty, you know, opportunity for a hat trick, and he and he doesn't take it. And, but did, did Batman get all three bonus points? Yes, he did. So yeah, so I mean, that would have made a difference in bonus points. Well, yeah, he got it's three okay. anyway. Yeah, he got three anyway, so it would have only been an extra four. It's worth saying because I had a week where Murray missed a penalty. I'm actually kind of glad I didn't have to go through the excruciating pain of watching my player take a penalty because it is annoying. You know, if someone misses a one-on-one, they don't lose any points, but you miss a penalty and you lose. Some I, stuff. I do have to admit, though, I was a little bit relieved. What the same quiz was, I also had uh, Maguire in my team. Oh yes. So that sort of counteracted the two points that Murray dropped for missing the penalty. Is that was right. Two points. Yeah, that's yeah. Two points for missing the penalty. If only it had been Schmeichel. If it had been the one that Murray had scored, I think it would have been on less points because he would have lost his four key He'd lose points. four, Murray would gain four, whereas in this situation, yes, Murray no. lost two and Maguire held on to four, although he did get booked. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I see what you're saying. So, so it took so so the edge off a tiny bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, annoyingly, I had Morgan on my bench. He only did get five because he, he got a booking as well. But when I was quite frustrated because my bench was Ryan, Morgan, Shalotto, Cook. Which is benchable, so benchable. I mean, Brighton and Leicester's defence are terrible. Going into the last ten minutes, I was still nil nil, and I was looking at a bench where Ryan had had a clean sheet and a potential bonus. Charlotte had a clean sheet and potential two bonus, and Morgan was on for six. So I'm, you know, it's annoying that Morgan uh, only got me, uh, you know, was on my bench and got me nothing. Whilst Loton, I mean, the Burnley clean sheet wipeout. I mean, who cares? A West Brom, that West Brom goal means absolutely nothing. I mean, Pardew's gone. Just, They're definitely just, just going down. Myself here. Oh. How many times said it's West Brom? Let you down. I know. Always scored the opportunity you got at the minute against your defence. I've also got Tukowski. Oh. It's incredibly frustrating because they've scored the least amount of goals in the Premier League yet. Every time one of your defenders come up against them, they score. And it, and it means nothing. That's the thing that really winds me up. Is like they weren't going to win that game. They weren't even going to draw it. They're definitely going down. Like, aren't there some players in that West Brom team? We've got FBL teams with Burnley players in or Watford players that's in. Or the, that's going to become a rule. One just day. stop scoring. That's going to become a rule one day because if FPL continues to grow, yeah. there'll be something like betting. You cannot <laughs> have FPL teams. That will, that can't they just? Can't they just just think about their FPL teams, right? And think, you know what? You know what? I've got a Burnley player this week. We're going down. Parge is going in the morning. Let's just not score. Like, let's just not score. Why can't they do that? It's almost as if this little game that's basically free to play isn't as important, isn't as, important as a global, you know, so professional sport. I was going to say, so just to clarify, we should let them know how many points we've got. This oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, I got 65. 
I've got 40 and that takes off the four point hit. But oh, I'm, yeah. I'm still quite happy with my so team. So 44 put pre hit. Like yeah. you, again, I, I lost a lot of late clean sheets with Schindler, Tarkovsky as well. And Van Dijk was annoying because Palace. They were, did play some quite good football at times actually, but when it's just the one goal, you think, why? Why? Oh, and the thing that's annoying actually there's a lot of people out there about five to six weeks ago it was like right we need to get a Liverpool defender because they've got a good run they've got a blank in, they've got a, no blank in 31 so basically you need to get a defender and if you're going to get one it's either Robertson or Van Dijk I'm so glad that I had Robertson annoyingly he, he, he burnt me again this week because he, he got some more points he looks really good actually yeah he's, he's been really 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 good one of their better players but I mean there's a lot of people out there who made the choice for Van Dijk over Robertson and really really annoyed because um, he did get the same clean sheets as Robertson but Robertson I think has got three assists in his last six or something and Van Dijk's had no attacking returns so. yeah, the one thing that's really frustrated me and what I just mentioned before you run to the next point is Stanislas now he oh, was right, yeah. at Stockholm on a Saturday and every time they pretty much went over to that game was either because they almost conceded or they were, they were doing something well through Stanislas and he went off injured in the first <laughs> seconds of the first half and he had narrowly missed scoring a goal I think it went just wide of the post or the keeper made a fantastic save one one was Murray, one was Stanislas for that to happen. Because again, when you're watching Junior Soccer and your players' names are uh, being mentioned, your ears prick up. Oh, yeah, massively. So. so that was incredibly frustrating because you just felt in that second half, the amount he was talked about in that first half, that he was going to get something from that game. And sadly, that didn't transpire either, which could have been frustrating. Speaking of frustrations, um, it, it worked out all right in the end. It worked out all right in the end, uh, my wild card. And, and I definitely am happy that I've played it because I think long term I'm prepped and I'm ready. But it was annoying because after that lunchtime game, the lunchtime game Liverpool uh, at Palace, um, obviously um, my, I, I was in two minds before Blank Gaming 31, could I save my wildcard for one more week and hold on to this team? And after that Liverpool game, it was looking like I should have done that because my, my, my Blank Game Week 31 team had Robertson and Milivojevic in it and obviously Salah. So coming out of that game... Robertson had got eight and Milivojevic had got nine and the first game had gone by and I was, I was alright with the fact that I sold them but it was frustrating because effectively at that stage I'd effectively wildcarded 17 points out of my team which is quite a lot So, and then Vardy scored who I'd had before as well which was frustrating um, so I thought I'd just double check that my wildcard did actually get me more points and in the end my, if I'd have just done no transfers blank game week 31 team into 32 I would have got 55 but I probably would have used the free transfer because I had 11 million in the bank to get Mounier into Aubameyang so instead of the two points for Walcott or uh, Shakiri, I would have benched one or two. One of those two started a Bamiyan, so an extra um, nine, uh, no, eleven points would have taken me up to sixty-six, which is actually one point more than my wildcard team. So it is a bit annoying, but that's, that's like I said, I'm happy for the future that I've, I've made the decision. Probably would have benched Walcott surely against Yeah, it, would have, it probably would have been Walcott or Shakiri, one of those two. Um, you must be having to find a get rid of Richardson. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> he was the first player I transferred out. With. I, I just, I'm so glad you're gone. I'm so glad that he is gone. Um, but um, obviously, it's, you know, difficult transfers that we've got to be making over the next couple of weeks. We said we were going to talk about it. Not surprisingly, one of the first questions that the FPL community has this week is from Rune Power, but he's not alone. Is it time to buy Harry Kane back? I just—it's so frustrating that we're already back to this already. I mean, he came on against Chelsea, he didn't do anything, but he's way against Stoke. A great uh, scoring record against them. I think, uh, from the top of my head, it's eight goals in four games against Stoke. Obviously, he's much better away from home than he is at home. Spurs in great form. I mean, I mean, what, I mean, what are you going to do, Jack? Because I mean, how much is how much is he at the moment? I think he's twelve seven. Um, See, I know, so I can't afford him. I don't have to make two subs. I, don't, I just don't think I will bring him back in and I think that's going to hurt me I really do it's frustrating and it's, it's hard when you play FPL because on one side you have the thoughts of the World Cup as a fan coming up and you want to see 
England's best players fit and going into the World Cup on good form for their teams, don't you? But on the other hand, why can you get off just a little bit longer? <laughs> because I've had Aguero's crash you can't been out for a while. I've had David Silva who's been off on, you know, compassionate leave. Compassionate yeah. leave. Why can Kane just do what he's supposed to do and be out for a little bit longer? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, because the answer to the question is it time to bring him back. I think it is. Yeah, I really do think it is, but it's, it's not going to be easy to do. And I don't. I've for, for me personally, De Bruyne is the one I want to get rid of next. He's playing too deep for my liking. He got an assist at the weekend, but it's too much money in him. So I don't think I'll be bringing him back for now. But I fully expect that to bite me on the bum. Mm. But actually, I should just say, speaking of biting on the bum, one other thing that I forgot. To do, well, not forgot. The wild card, I I decided to go without Man City players, right? And of course, they completely punished all of us who did that. So, I mean, you just got to hope. We just got to hope that long term City mm. players won't punish. But that's just a side note. Back to Kane. That will be interesting this weekend. I mean, yeah. they can win the title against United. Yeah, I mean, they could. I mean, that's a, well, you, the thing is, you just got to think to yourself. Technically, a tough game because Mourinho could park the bus, and then after that, they got no double and they could rotate heavily. So, I mean, that's just. But as I said in the previous mind. podcast, they could still break the all-time record. Yeah. No, knowing Pep from an outsider, we all we all listen to his press conferences. Yeah. He's got an ego that would want that record. Oh sure. yeah, that's so true. That, so you, you just never know, do you? He, will, he, will, no matter how much you try and second guess him, he would always surprise you. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think I will be punished, but I. You but, be alone in that. No, that is true. Um, but back to Kane though I think I will I, I don't know what I'm going to do because I do think if I don't get him I will be punished as well and I think so who, I mean who, who would you have to get to uh, so to so I've got two plans I've got two and, and both, I mean I'm definitely going to get Kane back but it's just a case of when and the plan like I mentioned earlier initially was I got 1.1 in the bank which meant I had enough money to make no transfers in 33 and then in 34 bring Kane in for Aubameyang because obviously Aubameyang won't have a blank um, and then um, move Monreal on to some cheap defender. I haven't really worked out who yet. It could be Chilwell. I, mean, I don't know. Just someone cheap uh, who's going to play. And then I'm going to bench boost 34. That was the plan. But obviously that plan was made up on the intel that he was. That was when he would come back. Um, but now that it looks like he's going to start against Stoke, I mean, I've kind of I've left myself in a good situation because when I wildcarded, I knew that I needed to get Kane back. So I had to build a plan around that, which as I've, I've just mentioned, which hinged on the 1.1 in the bank, which means if I wanted to, I, I did. I mean, initially I wanted to make no transfers for game week 33, but if I only made, this is the problem people have got. I mean, you've got the situation where you'd have to take two. I could get Kane in for just one transfer by taking out Lukaku with what I've got in the bank. Um, so I might do that. Um, I just can't imagine how Kaka do much this Exactly, that's the thing. Away at Man City in a game where they could win. I mean, even, the, even if it's nil-nil, right? I mean, Mourinho's going to park, like, ten buses. Like, Lukaku's going to have nothing attacking to do. And Kane away at Stoke. I mean, it's, it is a bit of a no-brainer. But then the problem is, I do want Lukaku in my team for the double game week 34. And then, and so then, and then I'd have a, a Bama. I think what you've, got question, what you've got to ask yourself is, do you think that before that, there's only one so we're game week 33 we're going into yeah, yeah. so there's one fixture for that double game week could that outweigh what might happen for Lukaku I mean there's a potential I mean if Kane got a hat-trick yeah. and, and Lukaku did nothing this weekend you're banking on getting three goals in two games which he might not do yeah. it's, it's tough I don't, I don't envy people the decision to make the good thing for me is it's almost out of my hands a bit because I think because you can't do it make two might put me off doing it for this week and I just have to take the hit yeah I mean in many I mean we always say that, that you are you are as in not specifically you but as in you know one one is their own biggest enemy and so then having that situation I mean I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't like the the doom and gloom of thinking to myself 
oh, that's going to hurt me. But yeah, at least you don't have to make the decision. See, I, think, I don't want to have to make the decision. I think come next week, so just say you made the transfer, I think come next week, you're more likely to be, oh, I'm so glad I put Kane in. I mean, it could be a great differential. I, I, I find it hard to think we'll be sat here doing this podcast next week and you'll have kept Lukaku and think, oh, I'm so glad I kept him to Lukaku. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that, that's that, that's the thing. I, I mean, for sanity, I think yeah. bringing Kane in would be a better option. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're probably right, but I guess it just depends how much I prioritise my long-term plan. Mm. Because I mean, I mean, I mean, my my rank has slowly been improving. I've been had some good green arrows recently. I'm now up to 137,000. As I've said a lot on this podcast, I want to try and get into that top um, top 100,000, which is looking like I could do it. And I'm bearing to all of your sides for the entire yeah. purpose of this podcast of me you and Baron competing. Obviously, I've never really been in the race. So it's between you and Baron. You've I'm slowly catching. Yeah, I think I'm about 50 points. Which with a triple captain over him. Yeah. So I mean. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I still don't think I'm going to catch him. Like I said, my aim is just if I can get into the top 100,000, I'll be happy. If I catch Baron, that's both. You're just taking it one game at a time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I totally understand why football managers and players say that because that's what you've got to do. But, um, but, no, I do, but I do have a long-term plan and, and I guess it just what it will come down to is because I think in the early part of the season, I chased points a bit too much and I, and, you know, I took hits when they weren't necessary. I took a few risks on captains when maybe I shouldn't have done, um, which left me in difficult situations. Um, you're, you're, but since converted true, but but since I've started to hold my nerve a bit more, and you know I've captained Salah a few more times when I probably should have done. I've been conservative with my transfers instead of um, chasing points. It has benefited me. So that's that's what I'm trying to tell myself is my long term plan between now and the end of the season. I'm going to free hit in 35. That's the thing, you know, sometimes you I'm quite happy to, with it. You just have to take a step back and take yourself away from all the FPL yeah. stuff you do and look at it as a as something interested in FPL rather than someone some. If I if I sit over the next what we got it's, it's Tuesday that we're recording this if we sit over the next four days if I literally just spend my entire time reading Kane's scoring record against Stoke I'm going to sign him because because yeah. I'll have hypnotised myself into it if I can just take a step back just look at my team look at my green arrows over the last couple of weeks give myself a bit of confidence and a bit of conservatism then maybe I'll be alright self discipline that's all it yeah, is exactly. And it is really tough, and I'm saying this to someone that went out and bought Panini sticker book today because it was pressured into it. For <laughs> we should just say that's for the World Cup, not like Barbie. For, for, for the World Cup. <laughs> and it's, it's, I've experienced that earlier in the season. You know, when I used my second wild card, I, it was almost like an out of body experience. I was watching myself. What the hell are you playing at? But I just couldn't not do it. I don't know what I don't know what possessed me. I just didn't have the ability to take a step back and have that willpower. And I think if you can do that, then you're you're one step ahead of quite a few months, quite a few number of people. Um, moving on to our next question, it's about Firmino this time. I mean, I, basically, is it, is it time to sell Firmino? I mean, I don't have Firmino, so I mean, I would say yes. Um, but I know that a few people wanted to hold on to him. He hasn't got doubles, but his fixtures are nice. Um, Jack, you do have Firmino? I do have Firmino. And um, what are you thinking about? I mean, I suppose he could be your someone you sell to get Kane if you were going to get Kane. Um, if people have got Firmino and they want to get Kane, I'm keeping him for now. It. I think. Okay. There is a potential to read too much in double game weeks, and all it takes is for me to have one good, one really good game in a in a single game week to outdo what most will do in a double game week. That could still happen. Yeah. Now I understand why people are putting so much emphasis into double game weeks. Because why wouldn't you? But there is an argument to be said for, for keeping people just on good runs that don't have double game weeks as well. Yeah. Because there are going to be some teams that have doubles. It's quite tough fixtures. I mean, Arnautovic did that this week. I mean, Arnautovic was talked about a lot as someone you could get in. And I just said, yeah, he'd probably do well, but he's not going to play in a double, so I'm just going to leave him. But 16 points. I mean, Ben Dinnery actually captained him yeah. and made some fantastic grabs. So, That's yeah. the thing. There's, 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 there's no certain recipe for, for, for success, really. Um, you know, you quite easily have 
and I'm just talking off the cuff here because I can't think off the top of my head who's got double game week fixtures. We just said Lukaku had a double game week fixture. He quite conceivably just get two points in both game weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's got two doubles. So would it? Would it be out of the question? No, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and so you've backed four points when actually, and like you said, in this case, an Arsenal got how many did yeah. in this one week? And um, for me, I could do the same in that, in that role because they've got some nice fixtures. So again, you can you can overthink things, and, I, and that's what I've tried not to do too much because I'll drive myself insane. I'll be <laughs> sat in a palace cell and doing this via a telephone link. But <laughs> I, I've got other people I want to get rid of first, which makes again my decision a bit easier. Like I said, De Bruyne is on my list. I mean. If I got rid of De Bruyne and downgraded him a bit, I could pump for Minamino up a bit to, to someone else. Like Kane? Yeah, maybe. Or, or maybe I want to get rid of Murray. I'm not I'm not too sure. But he's. I won't be getting rid of him this week. I'll be shocked if I say next week having got rid of him. Um, but I can understand why people... Yeah, I think, I think it might just come down to A, your approach, like you've just mentioned, but B, possibly um, what your situation is in your mini leagues and your overall rank. Because I think... Um, he could be a good differential because his ownership is high at the moment, but it is going to drop because, largely speaking, people are going to bin him off for double game week players. Or, you know, so either you look at it along the lines of, yes, Lukaku could get two points in both of his doubles, but, you know, if you, if you come to FBL on the approach of there's only so many factors you can control, and if you play probability, someone who plays two games in a week is more likely to score more goals than someone who plays one. So if you're going to go down that approach, then yeah, I think you've got to sell him. But if you're looking for a differential who could do well in their individual games, mm-hmm. the Firmino is probably one and to keep. And that's exactly so. why, when we've spoken about it a little bit, that's exactly why I brought Murata. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah. He, his ownership is, from active games, I think you said it was 0.7%. Yeah, it's very, very low very, from very active low players. For, for, for active players, I mean, it's 76 overall. But, um, Most of that's dead teams. And then, so. they've got some really good fixtures as well, Chelsea. So, again, like Firmino, Firmino I hate people to say Firmino. <laughs> so, like Firmino, Murata could be a differential. For me, that could be a bigger thing because... I'm not going to catch you, I'm not going to catch Baron. So I've got to look at some of my other leagues where I am close to people. Like I said, I've said before, I've got a league with three friends and whoever finishes the lowest adversary will pay £50 to charity. So that's one of the things we're doing. Yeah. If you want to avoid um, giving money to charity, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. <laughs> so um, so whichever, way, whichever way it goes, whoever loses will pay the £50. So there will be £50 to charity, but I'd rather it wasn't. But the bottom line is what you've just said is you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> as it was coming out. And I've also got another friend that I'm very competitive with, so I'm within touching distance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it does come down to that, and I think there's a lot to be said that for having differentials at this time of the season if you're competing or just priding amongst friends rather than going for top 100,000, say. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned, obviously, a key Chelsea player in Alvaro Morato. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say key Chelsea player, but a Chelsea player. Um, the final question from the community this week is from Olafemi, who says, should we avoid Chelsea players? Which... Is an interesting question because obviously they've got the two double game weeks, but when um, when I had to make the decision to basically focus on those players on my wild card, I really wasn't that happy. I've got Willian, but I just I'm not happy because I mean Willian doesn't always play. I mean I think he's probably the best one to have, but I just I just don't fancy Chelsea right now. They're really it's... off the boil, and I mean they took the lead against Spurs and they showed a stat on Sky Sports that when Spurs go behind. I think in their last nine games where they've gone behind, no, uh, sorry, last ten games where they've gone behind, they've only come back to win once, but that's obviously now twice because they just came back. I mean, Chelsea just disintegrated. I mean, they, they in the first half they looked decent and Murata obviously scored a good goal, but I mean, can you really trust Chelsea? I mean, maybe it comes back down to that idea of, oh, great, they've got two double game weeks, but like, what if they suck in all of those? I, I, I take that point on board and I totally get why people might not look at Chelsea players. I think. You know, we both work in 
in the industry where we do a lot of stuff with football and no matter what level you're at there's um, questions over the manager's future if there's, if there's rumblings about back back backroom staff and um, what's going on behind the scenes then a lot of people in the game will tell you it does affect what goes on on the pitch no, yeah. I'm, I can't say that's true first hand but I can I it can looks say, like it though doesn't it I can say that from listening to other people and again even at this level where we cover League 1 and League, where we cover League 2 football over the last few years it happens there as well so I get why people will be wanting to avoid Chelsea players but they do have some very attractive fixtures on paper and if they can return to Chelsea from a few months ago then there is definitely potential there because not, I remember not that long ago that people were saying Conte was all game away from the sack and they were on a quite good run after that okay they dipped again now admittedly and I can't, I can't deny that but there is still the potential there they've got some great players and again if you wonder if differentials I don't think there is going to be a better team than Chelsea yeah I mean that's true and you know, we've all questioned Arsenal a lot this season with everything that's gone on, but people are still bringing Aubameyang. You've yeah. got him. I've got Ramsey's coverage been right really yeah. good recently. And God, there's not one club in this in the Premier League that's got more questions over it than Arsenal, <laughs> and that had most yeah, in, in, in different results at times. So Arsenal and Chelsea both in a similar situation, I, I think for me. But I think there'll be more direct differentials, surprisingly enough, on the Chelsea side now. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, I'm not I'm not keen on Arsenal, but one thing that we know about Arsenal is that when they play at home against non-top six sides they tend to just walk it um, it's when they're away against those teams they struggle or when they're at home or away against the big teams likewise with Chelsea you know they've struggled in that game against Spurs but you know you could see them conceivably winning a lot of the double game week and fixtures they've got anymore, yeah. which I know only Liverpool and Man City and are. they had this, this is, I mean a lot of people have said that that game against Spurs was probably their last chance of making the Champions League but I mean you know Mathematically, I think they can still do it. So, I mean, you, maybe you've just got to hope that they really just go for that. But, you know, if the manager's leaving, I mean, this, this is what's a big quandary. But, you know, if, if Conte's leaving and they're, they're in disarray, I mean, the chances of them winning a, a battle for the top four is quite low. And if they look at themselves and think, well, we haven't got much left to play for, you know, they, they, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe it comes back down to what you're saying, Jack, about differentials. You know, Morata, I mean, has proven already to be a fairly decent one you know Willian's probably a best cost effective one I've seen a few elite level managers who've had hazard this week obviously it didn't pay off but you know you trust their judgement of those people at that level I mean they don't you know they wouldn't have brought him in for no reason so you know maybe maybe it's just have him as a risk and I do think there's an argument to be had that some of these players might be playing to put themselves in the shop window I, I'm not necessarily sure that Hazard will not be wanting to play Champions League football next season. Yeah. Um, now we don't know who the manager if Conte does leave, which I think is heavily believed that he will. Yeah. If he does leave, we don't know who's going to come in. But you know, some of these players might fancy trying to trying to get back to some good form, or possibly then, get a move to like Real Madrid or something. And I'm thinking this off the top of my head, so I know I'm arguing myself a bit. But then again, <laughs> that could lead to players being a bit selfish rather than a bit team, and that might affect the team. So it could go. It's also questions. It's a risk. It? It's yeah. definitely a risk, and yeah. there are there are safer options out there. Yeah, that is definitely but, true. But again, if you like a bit of a risk, then why not go for it? And then, <laughs> That's what FPL is all about. And then at yeah. least when Morata does score, you can brag a little bit and say, "Finally, something actually came my way." <laughs> Uh, that's the last of our questions on the community. On our big debate this week, we, I've just literally written one word, and it is assist gate. I'm so angry about this. Because it is taking the FPL community by storm. And those of you perhaps not aware, I'll be surprised if you aren't, but let's just... Let's just if they're not aware, they're not listening. <laughs> but let's just, let's just go through it in detail, and, then we'll, and, then we'll, and I've also printed off the, the uh, official FPL rules on assist, but let's just talk about the situation that happened. So, uh, uh, Act 1 of this of this scandal 
was Arsenal's second goal against Stoke, where corner came in, Mustafi got a flick on the header, uh, and then Aubameyang scored on the volley, right? And FPL, um, powered by Opta, we should say, so we shouldn't necessarily blame FPL for this. Um, the assist was, was not awarded to, uh, to anyone. It just went down as Aubameyang goal, no assist. And a few people out there got Mustafi. It's worth mentioning when we do our mini-league update in a minute. One of our managers of the week had Mustafi. Um, and, um, yeah, so he didn't get the assist. Then fast forward several hours on the same day, and it's, I think it was Deli Ali's second goal. Yes, it was his second goal for 3-1. Son's in the box. He takes a shot. It bounces off Alonso. It bounces off Caballero. It bounces off Alonso again. Then Deli Ali gets, hold of, gets control of the ball and scores. And Son gets given an assist, which, as a Son owner, I, I felt a bit lucky at. I was like, I can't believe it. I, can't, I, can't, I, I just don't understand it. Because I watched the game live and I was like, oh, oh, thank you. That's really great. But obviously, like you, Jack, you don't have Son. People who you're competing with have got Son. I mean, Sorry. what do you make of the situation? If that, is a, is that as an assist, I should, I, should, I should have some assists this season. You know, some of the people in the crowd who throw the ball back onto the pitch, they should have some assists this season. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a bit. But no, I mean... For me, I don't know what the actual rule is. I mean, I can prove me totally wrong, but you'll, you'll go into that in a minute. But from looking at it from a, from a, from a person that has two eyes, <laughs> it bounced off three different Chelsea players into a path that it was not meant to go into. Now, if that's an assist, and, and again, the fact that it comes in the same week with this Mustafa thing, that's, things like that happen quite often, don't they, yeah. where, where you've got another case, which, which makes it seem, seem even more barbie. No, I've not seen the Mustafa one, so I can't comment on that. But it is... I've seen a few times this season, as will anyone that's done FPL, where their players haven't got assists for things that really do look like they should have been. Yeah, I had one with uh, Chupa Moting, where he headed it down to, I think, Zuma. Mm. And he's very clearly headed down. And they just they, they claimed it came off Bruno, the Brighton defender's head, when it didn't. But so. it's interesting to say that at first they didn't give an assist. They didn't award an assist in their initial yeah. report. Then they awarded the to TBC, yeah. which was their second step. And then, I don't know how they review it, but they must have reviewed it. I, I just cannot believe that's been given. I well, really can't. Well, why don't we go through the official rules? Um, cause, because I have to admit, the official rules kind of make it look like he really shouldn't have got the assist. So um, Are they clear? Because it wouldn't be like football to actually have clear rules. <laughs> well, it is a bit open to interpretation. <laughs> as <laughs> the, any rule As they always are. But, I mean, let's just go through it. So these are the bits I've cherry-picked from the website. So I am now quoting the FBL website. So traditionally, assists are awarded to a player who makes the final pass or cross before a goal is scored. An assist is given if the pass, even if the pass is unintentional. This means that this pass could be an inadvertent touch as long, it is, as long as it is the final touch before the goal is scored. That is the simple explanation of what makes up a regular assist as defined by Opta. But there's two subcategories, one which is assist despite opponent's touch and one which is when shots become assists. Before you go into that bit, my argument to that first point would be, I, I don't mind if it goes off one player and bounces to them. Yeah. And that's one thing. Well, that's what they mentioned. The, the, the way it pinballed around, that for me is my problem. Well, so in FBL, so this is despite opponent's touches, in FBL the basic definition of an assist is extended to include a new set of criteria, this they posted in November. Firstly, the rules on touches of the ball by opponents are relaxed. An assist can be awarded for a pass or cross, even if an opponent gets, an, gets a touch before the goal is scored. However, that touch must not significantly alter the intended destination of the ball, which obviously is open to interpretation, and some could say that Son's blocks on that. They altered the direction because he shot and the ball then went away from the goal. Um, so the intended destination can often be a teammate if a clear target for the pass or cross can be identified, but may also be considered an area. Now, this might explain why Mustafi didn't get an assist. 
So a player who takes a corner, even if an opponent gets a touch on his cross, can earn an assist if the ball remains on course to its intended destination, be it the six-yard box or far post. Tricky because this is talking about opponents and Mustafi is obviously not an opponent and FBL didn't give an assist to the corner taker. So I still think there's you know shades of grey there as well, which I, it's hard to clear up. But then moving on to shots become assists. In awarding assists for a block shot, touches from defenders play a key role. Players who have their shots saved blocked by a def- saved or blocked by a defender or denied by the woodwork can earn an assist if the ball then falls to a teammate to score. We've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Someone takes a shot, goalie saves, goes to a new player who yeah. shoots first time and scores. That's an assist. Quite rightly, because that, yeah. that, that shot which the keeper saved assisted the goal. Or if they've hit the post or something. Yeah. Touches or deflections from an opponent before the rebound do not cancel out the assist unless there is more than one that significantly changes the trajectory or power of the shot. If an opponent makes a significant touch after the first initial block before the goal is scored, then no assist is awarded. And I, this is the problem, is you can see it from either direction. You can either say that, yes, there were more than one um, blocks, but it's talking about here power of the shot. And I don't think it was a particularly powerful shot. So you could say, you know, the shot wasn't on target anyway. It was going in that direction. Maybe that's what they've gone on. But alternatively, you could turn around and say that, you know, opponents made significant touches after the first initial block, you know, because it looked in the end like there was about three before Ali scored the goal. So, I mean, it, it is going to be open to interpretation. And perhaps maybe we've just got to hope that it evens out across the course of the whole season. But obviously... It can be frustrating if someone like yourself sees one of your rivals getting assist for Son. So. I'm just watching it again now on my phone, and the thing is, he he plays in a bounce off two players, and Deli Ali has to almost change his body shape to sort of turn his body away from the defender to get the shot on. I just cannot see, even with those rules in, in place, how more than one person has not altered that shot path. That is absolutely diabolical. And, I'm furious. <laughs> well, that's a good place try, to... Try not to swear. Yeah. But it, this is the thing. If FPL continues to grow, there's going to be far more questions that they ask because it's becoming such But a... I suppose, you know, as much, we see all this problem with VAR and we see problems with, like, stuff like this. I guess it just comes down to the problem is so much of it's open to interpretation, I guess. The thing is, whoever, ultimately, whoever, whoever it comes down to to give the say, yes or no, is their view, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's even, the problem. Even if there's a two or three people that say it's just a few people's view and not everyone's going to agree, you know, like you said, you can watch VAR. I still didn't think it was a penalty for Italy. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. We disagreed, didn't we? Yeah. I thought it was a penalty and you didn't, so, yeah. That, that sums it up, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't stop people being angry, does it? No, exactly. Um, well, I, I, I was actually, I felt bad. I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm happy to take the points, but I am sorry. Maybe you go into another cliche of football understanding that evens out in the end. You know, you say you chip a bit, but you get one early on in the season. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I've got my assist back. Maybe, maybe get all the cliches out. Get them all one down, game get them all time. Well, it all, it all itself out. before we get on to our quiz, we should just uh, check out how things are going in our FPL league. We've just got time just to I race through. No, absolutely not, Jake. You have not. You've dropped again. Um, down one place into 10th is Akif Islam uh, with AKF on 1896. And Jack, he's back. He's moved up six places. It's Thomas Rusinek. With beating Chasters, he's back in the top ten. Just to say beating Chasters, oh, no. not one of us has got it wrong yet, so that's good. But our own Baron Cross has dropped two places from sixth to eighth. He's now on nineteen hundred points. Matthew Kemp's gone down two as well. He's into seventh. Luke Sturridge has gone up one into six. Uh, Rahul Van Nistelrooy has gone up three places into fifth, and the top four is unchanged. Emmett Pasha has got nineteen thirteen. Liam Gallagher's got nineteen thirty. Martin General of Akisia nineteen fifty five, and Tony Fairburn with Atletico Grandad on nineteen eighty five. Our three potential managers of the week this week: 
Rahul Van Nistelrooy, 70 points, wildcard played. He had a Bamiang, Arnautovic, that's a nice one. Lukaku, Lascelles, David De Gea. He did have Glenn Murray, but a lot of us did, and Captain Salah. 67 points for Ahmed Pasha, who took a four-point hit. Got points for Abamiang, Barnes, Sané, Son, Maguire, and Mustafi. So he'll be one who's going to be annoyed by the assist. How long have they had Barnes in? Do you know him that? Um, I think he's had him in for a few weeks. Uh, then uh, Luke Sturtridge, 66 points. Wildcard played. Points for Abamiang, Kennedy, Sterling, Monreal, David De Gea, Son, and he captained. So they all captained Salah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Rahul Van Nistelrooy because I really like that. Even though he played his wildcard, he decided to go against the whole doubling up on the double game weeks and kept Arnautovic because he trusted his fixtures and his form. 16 points. I like that. So my vote's for him. I'm going to go for Ibrakadabra. So Ahmed Pasha. Yeah, I'm going to go for him because just looked, he did bring Barnes in for this game week. On a four-point hit, nicely. Yeah, yeah. He, took, he brought Barnes in. He's got Sane. He's got Maguire. Some nice differentials in there, Some I think. Some great differentials. And I think if you're getting decent amount of points of differentials, you deserve a bit of credit. So... I'm going to go for that, so it's 1-1. So it's 1-1, one, one, uh, but I'm, I might just pull rank and say, well, I'm going to give it to the real whole van the story. Sorry. Don't worry, don't worry, Ahmed. You, you, you know deep down these <laughs> And actually also, if you go down on goal difference, van the story did get three more points, so I think we might have to give it to him. Um, so that leads us into our favourite part of the podcast, which is Friday Night Deadline and FBL Quiz with John Bishop, who once met Teddy Sheringham at an airport. And? And, oh, and... Someone, what was it again? It was mate's sister. His mate's sister went out with Ronnie Moje of Plymouth Argyle. All right, claim to fame there. Hello, people. Um, <laughs> He's back. I, I presume I have my own kind of fans now, do I? Or oh, yeah. probably, yeah, probably. I, yeah. I think there's two of them maybe just stand out the back there. What, the school? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a bit weird. Right, I have 10 questions this week. Bearing in mind, I haven't had a great amount of time to do this. So, oh, um, yeah, I need to move cast, so, I can't, on your screen already. so I can't see it. Oh, all. Someone's trying to cheat. No, boy, so, well, 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 Nothing but the best. well, 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 <laughs> uh, okay, who's going first? So I think lowest score yeah, always goes first, which is Jack again. Quick question: Is there a cool running question this one? Which question do you want, Jack? Oh, Have you watched it? That's the real question. Well, well, you're going to lose a point. The last three quizzes in a row. I've told you. Question. The last three quizzes in a row, you get oh, a cool so running question. Sorry, oh. I was stupidly trying to just okay. one back for no reason. Uh, question two. Okay. Who is the oldest goal goal scorer in the Premiership? And this is of all time. All time. So what when you say Ryan Giggs? Is that it? Okay. Well, I once met him in an airport. Oh, is it Teddy Sheringham? Yeah, yeah Teddy, Teddy Sheringham. Sheringham. I would have actually said something like Dean Windass. Thank you to William for that one. I didn't know if William, our business editor, has helped me out with that one. Right. <laughs> um, right now, I'll have a question. If he, if he gets it, he's already looked at the screen. Okay. Well. I honestly have not. No, he hasn't. Screen. I know he hasn't. Yeah, uh, I'll go with question number nine, please. Question number nine. Is it cool runnings? No. Which year is the only time a hat trick was scored in the World Cup final? Oh, it was 1966. Correct. Was that an easy question? Was it? It's so easy. Well, for you maybe, not for me. Well, yeah, but right. most of the people listening to this podcast are football fans. 
So no good points, good point. <laughs> right, but you can get deducted points for being cheeky. So, <coughs> oh, I better watch uh, out. Yeah. Right, so one nil after one question. Uh, one nil. Okay. Question, question seven. <laughs> Has he got the cool Rubens question? <laughs> Jack's got the cool Rubens no! question every week. It takes it away from me. No, it's a guaranteed it's point. Okay. Oh. Finish this quote. Oh. Okay, I see pride. I see power. I see loads of colourful flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what's the answer? I see pride. I see power. I see, I see a, a badass mother who don't take no crap out of nobody. nobody. Okay. Easy. Easy, Easy Jack. You should have got that. Hang on, hang on. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> no. I something to do with flowers. Jack, can you just watch the film? You I was can't. Too, I was too, too busy, what? Sitting so in the passenger you were, seat. You said yourself you were in the passenger seat. Yeah, you could have. part of it. You could have. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. You could have just streamed it on your exactly. phone. Yeah, exactly. I'll buy it for you. Okay, okay. Me, I'll watch it. Next, you definitely won't. Right, so, Next question. Uh, right, yeah, so, so hang on, let me take out that one. Question so, one, please. I'll still get to have a cool one in today. Yeah, I know. It's so, and I get, I get them right. Easy. Every yeah, time. every question. I'll, I'll every question. No, you're okay. Not. <laughs> Gareth, uh, Gareth, uh, Gareth Bale is the highest scoring British player in Spain's La Liga. Who is the second highest scoring Briton? What, in, in La Liga? I presume so. It's um, La question. I'll go with Michael Owen. Oh, no. Jack, what do you think? Oh, maybe it's back in. Current, in current time or now? No, forever. Gary Lineker? Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, sorry, that's, that's Gary Lineker. Of course it's Lineker. You may yeah. know him from Walker's Crisps ads. That's where I know him <laughs> from. But most of the people listening probably know from Match of the Day. Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah good question. point, good point. Right, so uh, we're still 1-0. Uh, two questions each. Okay. Question one. You just, you just had questions. I just had Gary <laughs> Correct, one all. No, <laughs> right. No. Question ten. Question ten. I remember there's only there's only ten questions. There's have, you, have you got any? Have you got any? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a cryptic one. Oh there. no! Uh, but on the other side of that, I've made up the clue for the cryptic one, so it is a bit more craptic than cryptic. Uh, <laughs> who is the most expensive goalkeeper transfer ever? Oh, I've got absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. I know it's not. Is it Buffon? No, it's Bruce Grobbler. No, it's oh. Edison. Oh, yeah, for Man City, yeah. Yeah, Man City. Actually, that was, how much did that was? 32.7, if my mind... <laughs> yeah, if you remember correctly from knowing it before. It's a lot. I mean, City spent a lot of money. Still 1-0. Right, right. I'll have question... Um, I'm sorry to six. rush you, but we're, we're a bit short on time. It's question um, six. Okay, question six. Which Brazilian striker scored 126 goals in 1959? Oh, it's Pele. It's Pele. 2-0. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting some easy questions. Yeah, well, sorry. you choose them. Yeah, but it's two. Yeah, 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 yeah. we choose them. You got wrong, I got right. Yeah, okay, so 2-0. 2-0. Three okay, right. Go. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we've got three, four, five, eight, and nine. Five. Five. How old was Italy's goalie, Gianluigio Donnarumma, when he made his debut debut for Milan in 2015. Wow. I think I know that. 16. Correct! Yeah, that's what I was saying. Nicely done. Yeah, he's quite young. He is. He's the, he's the new Buffon, apparently. Um, I've signed him for manager a few times. Yeah, he's, he's good, he is. Right, uh, I'll have question uh, four. Is that three? Four, you can right, have. Is, right, is so this available? is four is available. Jack's favourite. It's oh, a cryptic. No! And I've made this up, so it's really bad. I asked Adam... How much she weighed, and he said it was a thousand pounds. And that's a football team. Yeah. Something ton or something. It's time. It's time. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, 
Livingston. Yeah. Livingston. Eve. Uh, turn. Oh, Adam. Yeah, so Adam and Eve. Uh, I'll have see, see what I did there? Uh, just two one with one question. What now. do you think? Hang on, we didn't get. Can I have a little bit of feedback on my that cryptic clue? That was terrible. That okay, it's yeah. It's pronounced that's, Everton. Yeah, but that's the whole point. It's cryptic. It's like. Yeah, but you got a moment where you're in five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> good point, good point, good point. Okay, three, but, eight, and nine. Oh, so it's two one, is it? Yeah, yeah. Three. Okay, this is. Uh, this one's. crap as well. Um, okay. <laughs> Dave played his wild card this week. Ooh. Name three films, and I'll give you ten seconds for this, what? with wild in the title. Are you joking? Wild, wild, where the wild things are? Yeah, that's two. Wild, wild boys? Yeah. Wild, no, that, is wild, that a film? Wild boys too. <laughs> no, 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 it was wild boys. That's not a what's film. Look it up quick. What's wild right. boys? Oh. Oh. Oh wild. no! He's out of wild. That's Wild Wild West, but you didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> wild, no, wild Boys on the Road. You could have had. You said two there. No, you've got that's wild, not, that's not the name of the which film. Which is a film. Yeah. And also, um, you've no, got. You um, said two because Wild Boys two. Are. Wild Boys two. No, that's not Wild Boys. Is there's not even Wild Boys one. Right. So he didn't. Right, no, so he, he didn't get it. Right, he didn't get it. Right. Yeah. That's what I did. You could have had uh, oh. Into the Wild, Beast of the Southern Wild, Wild America. I would have wild said, things. I would have said Wild Child. Just some rubbish chick. Yeah. I've been made to watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Right, we've got two oh, questions left. Right, we're, we're gonna have to hurry up because I'm running out of space. So, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, right, so what's eight left? or nine? Nine. Okay. Which year is it? Oh no, you've only got one question left. I've already done that one. So you're having number eight. Oh okay. yeah, this is the last. You got to get. You got to get. Oh wait, you got to get three won. or four. Out, it doesn't matter. You got. <laughs> you got to get three out of four of these. Right. This uh, is so Harry Kane. Everyone's talking about him coming back. Yeah. Name these four famous Harrys. Magician. Houdini. Pop singer. Uh, uh, Webb. No. Uh, comedian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hill. Last one. Football manager. Oh. Redknapp. Okay, you get the points. He's won. Hey. Three, one. Right. Okay, you'll just... I've got, I've got like, 30 seconds okay, left. Okay, you're going to have to do... Right, you've got... <laughs> no, you're just going to have to end the show. Sorry, everyone. Your start of the week was something about... Uh, <laughs> no player has scored more penalties in the Premier League this season than Luka Milivojevic. Luka Milivojevic. Okay, that's it, Dave. You're going to have to finish it quick. Okay, well, so as ever, we've got plenty of content on the website. Build up to Game Week 32. We've got players to sign, players to sell, and your captains. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Waiting on the Bonus Points. We're always happy to help you out with your FBL team, so if you have any questions for our panel, follow or tweet us at FBL underscore Herald. Wie had dat gedacht? Van shoppen in Milaan naar achter de koopjes aan. <laughs> Gelukkig heeft Telford smart pakkers. Niet het laatste model telefoon, maar wel de beste prijs. <laughs> dat is toch genieten? Geniet ook zonder te veel te betalen met Telford Smart Packers. Zoals de Samsung Galaxy S7 met 1 gig en 150 minuten. Nu voor maar 26,50 euro per maand. Doe je voordeel mee, Telford. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.